Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A, a, a grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Right home of my childhood, there's no place like thee. Thy mountains and wildwood, thy vale and thy lee. And no matter wherever I'm bound far to roam, I will never forget you until Derry, my home. Templeberry are the county champions. What a day for Templeberry Kenyans. What a day for Garod Ryan to lead them to glory here. Heartbroken, killing all out in the field. Shake their hand, but hats off to Templeberry Kenyans. They are the champions of Tipperary Arena Cup winners 2021. <laughs> There's only one story in town today, Larry, and you're you don't What's care about there, uh... What's going on there? That was a B final or something down in the They're green and white, anyway, I think, aren't Yeah, green and white. I see that. Before we start, we actually have another story. Um, um, just to, I want to thank all the listeners for contributing to Delo's improved Wi Fi. We set up a page there, right? Just an emergency appeal to get the Wi Fi going. I see Landers threw in 50 quid there for us spinning the Queen. We had a lot of contributors. So for all our listeners, our belief is, is that Delo's Wi-Fi will be much better today. So a huge thank you from all the team. Uh, when, when did you, I hadn't spotted that now. I don't know how I missed that, but uh, <laughs> no, you didn't tag me on anything, of course. Yeah, we had a visit. We're up and running, huh? Yeah, we had a visit from Rafe last week. So down the pub, even though the pub has been taken apart as we speak, with uh, upholstery people and, and painters and electricians and everything, we, we closed for a few days. To do, we had we had a big job done out the back for the summer. So um, we're, we're you're reducing we're, the taxes. Everyone is, so Adela, is, is, is that what you're doing? You're reducing taxes. Reducing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing the profit into something, huh? I like it, Dela. Yeah, well, well, you have to you have to speculate to accumulate, Marco. You know yourself. You're at horse sales Absolutely. again today, aren't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm in the car. I'm covering the country there now today because we've three three days left for the self-employed fellas to get their own money into the pension before the end of the year. So everything is happening mm. over the next uh, three days. I see you're well clad today now. You have a jacket on. You must have an important meeting yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm up. I'm up in court tomorrow, so I said I'd get dressed uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> just getting get the license, getting the license uh, sorted out uh, because obviously the place leased. Uh, so I don't need a term license. Uh, so get the, try and get the full license back tomorrow. Um, hopefully the judge is nice to me and all that. And I, that's why all the work has gone on today. We'll get the fire officer f- happy with all the certs and all that. But anyway. Uh, Good man. Oh, all, Good you're, man. you're welcome. Delighted to be joined by Ken. How's things, Ken? Great, Delo. Great. Uh, uh, savage weekend of, of sport and brilliant weather as well. Hard to believe there's lads going around in their shirt sleeves uh, in the middle of November uh, in Simple Stadium yesterday sitting down. Not a care in the world, loving, lo- loving, the, loving the game. You, you, you to open the old stand side, Ken Hedgy, because people, co- I couldn't see hardly across the field and in us either with the sun baiting the crossing us. And the, I, I go over with the great one washed at the far side, like I wouldn't be a man for the, the VIP. Yeah, yeah, great there. place to watch the game. Well, in, wouldn't in, let in me in anyway. I was often there myself in the, with the great one washed, but um, no, they opened the stands uh, at the end of the arena final. Um, they opened uh, both gates at both ends and the I think the sun was so low that people found it very hard uh, to see the game. So they all came across to the old stand, as we call it, uh, the, uh, the Canaan stand. But it was absolutely fantastic. Great atmosphere there yesterday. Uh, people in, in the best of form. Two great finals, by the way. You know, uh, Larry's beloved Temple Derry Kenyans beating Killinall in the Rean Cup final, the Senior B final. And then, of course, what an epic game we had in Torres in the Senior game. Yeah, and I, was, I was hoping to catch maybe most of the second half of it, Ken, but in Ennis, as normal, we hadn't enough turnstiles open, um, so the whole thing was delayed 15 minutes. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I, I only got Marty Morrissey coming out the road, uh, and he was nearly coming out through the microphone with the excitement down the stretch, and like Lockmore, just <laughs> they're, they're torturing torture themselves, aren't they, the whole time? But like they've yeah. us into week 16, I think, next week, and then 17 for the replay. Week 16, and they're loving it, you know. And, uh, you know, you saw Brian McGrath yesterday. He played with a broken hand. It wasn't a broken finger, by the way, lads. You know, it was actually a, a fracture under the tongue. And he arrived out of nowhere yesterday, obviously, uh, with some sort of a, a hand guard or something on him. But he gave a fantastic display. The pride in the parish there is unbelievable. And uh, I'm not taking away from Torres Sarsfields because they're a class outfit as well. But Lockmore Castellani looked to be dead and buried eight pints down. And the scores, lads, you know, I I actually was doing the temporary game. Then I went down a bit in the, in the stand to watch the game. Then I actually, like yourselves, I actually went down about six seats up, lads, uh, down behind the subs, just to feel the atmosphere and to feel that the body uh, challenges and, and and the clash of of, 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 the, of, the, of the ash straight down in front of us. Um, it was savage stuff in the second half. And... Um, some unbelievable performances uh, on both sides. But John McGrath, again, for God's sake, lads, I don't know, did you see the point he got? He got it out under the, just near the dugout there at the gate. Uh, p- put it on his hurley. He never hopped the ball. It was rolling on his hurley. Ran in, pretended to hit it once off his right. They thought they had him hooked. Pretended to hit it off his left. Didn't went straight. And actually threw it up in front of him and nabbed it over the bar from about 35 yards. Unbelievable score. I think every neutral and even at Curtis Arsils would have applauded the score. Mm. And uh, John Maher, a great game as well, I believe, centre-back. 
Ah, uh, John Maher, what <laughs> the the whole spirit of the group, you know, we talk about forwards, you know, and I know TJ's mentioned Jack Brown already, he'll talk about it later, but you talk about forwards, John Maher, like un, unbelievable under every dropping ball, flying across the pitch, the way he's able to cover uh, the acreage across and uh, tremendous, tremendous game, fantastic scores. Like Dennis Maher had hit him with two sucker punches earlier on, one of the soft variety, one that he he orchestrated himself. But Torres actually looked a class act. It looked like they were coasting lads. Rowan and Pauly were just doing what they liked. Rowan was sort of operating a sweeping role. But in the second half, lads, the cracks began to appear in the in the Sarsfield's rear guard. And Rowan was carrying a, a hamstring because obviously his hamstring was heav- heavily strapped. He went back at full back to Mark Liam Tracy, who would be their ball winner there. And he was a guy that actually won that ball to, to throw to Lee McGrath for the equalising score. But... Uh, amazingly, the drama at the end, you know, it unfolded again where the ball went out for a sideline about 35 yards uh, with the two minutes uh, up on the clock. And Connor Doyle, who did a tremendous job, um, he just, Connor, I'd say, enjoyed the game as much as everybody else because fair play to him, absolute common sense, let the game flow. Michael Doyle's son, father and son, first father and son to referee county senior finals in Tipperary, and he blew the final whistle. Um, his explanation was that the game ha- obviously had gone dead and the time was up. But Noel McGrath had scored a point in the far side from a sideline in the very same position. So it was, it was, it was, it was intriguing. He was surrounded by the lot more guys. They were just inquiring why did he blow up the whistle. But yeah. I think he was within his rights to blow the game because the ball Yeah, I, did. I, th- I think so, Ken. I, th- I think he did a great job in the game. I suppose uh, before we specifically talk about Tipperary, I know I touched on GEA TV last week, right? I think that the weekend just gone is probably expressing the need for a little bit more. The three county finals I've seen, uh, the Clare game, the Dublin game, the Tipperary game, in terms of excitement, entertainment, closeness, hat on the sea sleeve stuff from everybody, like in terms of win it. And trying to, I, I probably can maybe look at teams trying to win that first county title and how difficult it is to get over the line. But just the sport on view from, from the Hurling Club, you said before, we've nothing to fear with this split season, right? I, I was even going to ask a mad question in time, but we'll touch on it down the road, I'm sure. Is, is there a possibility that the club could even take over from the intercounty in time, where there's nearly more people kind of engrossed in it? And just that whole community and the game, it probably has so much more to go, whereas the county is probably nearly at the ceiling. I think the club game is nearly going to take off and just become more important. That's the first thing. Second thing is, the sport and TV over the weekend, uh, we had grade one action in Punchestown, Dale, as you know. We had a beautiful number in, Ch- in Cheltenham. I saw the All Blacks and I saw the boys playing Luxembourg last night. My wife was probably going to think that it was take root maybe over the two days I saw so much sport. But <laughs> the, the, G- the GEA was brilliant. The GEA was brilliant. And yesterday's game, I agree with Ken, when Dennis Maher got the two goals in the first half for Torres, it did kind of look like a little bit ominous. There was a big tread inside. And I'd probably go as far as to say, Ken, at the start of the second half there, you know, the sharp puck out that the fullback for Lockmore dropped. And then he got an absolute super block to stop him scoring the goal. That was probably the turning point from Lockmore. They kicked on from there. Like, you nearly go as far as to say, from their home, they were probably the better team. But it just goes to show about Hurling, like small things, right? To get back and make that block probably was the main reason that Lockmore stayed in the game, I think. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. One mark. I said, yeah, I just I was thrown off on the couch, flicking between the channels and stuff like that. 
And Ken, I was shouting at the television to the referee to blow it up when he got past the 62 minutes because I actually thought there was going to be extra time. I was looking forward to an extra half an hour of Holland, to be honest. And then when it, uh, when it blew up at the 63rd minute, I saw the boys jawing, man. I, I know, no, you would be. But when they look back at the clock, like, the time was gone and he probably should have. And there wasn't a whole pile of extra time to be paid after the two minutes. But, like, what an enthralling game. And what a club, Lockmore. And, and as you rightly said, don't take anything from Sal. But, like, you'd have to say about Lockmore for the last couple of years, being both county finals, to bring it down the stretch again, like, they're an incredible team. And like we mentioned, John McGrath a good few times in the pod now over the last six months about why he wasn't on the Tipperary team. Surely there was a spot for him in the six forwards for Tipperary this year. But look, you know, a new manager next year. And, you know, John has responded <clears throat> in the in the, in the the fashion that you want any player as well that hasn't made the team. You want him playing at top level with his club and being his main man. And I think he's sending out a clear message to next year to, to Colin Bonner and his selectors that he's not going anywhere. Yeah. County football Would final just, is fixed. Sorry, Dilo. County football final is fixed for next one, Sunday. One, and in actual fact, Lockmore put it in a very, um, an amazing request last night. Uh, they asked the CCC to fix the hurling final for next weekend, the replay, and to put back to football a week uh, to right. give an opportunity to play the hurling final. Um, but I think, as far as I know, the CCC did, uh, uh, didn't agree. They, they're going ahead with the football final next weekend, which is tough going because all those guys now have to go into a situation of playing Clamel commercials, change codes totally, get back into the yeah. football, and then try and prepare for the hurling again. Whereas Torres Sarsils, Mark Dowling, you know, a very smart manager as well, Brendan Carnales, they have two weeks now uh, to reform, regroup, and say, where did this go wrong, lads? Do we need to play the Billy McCarthy's and the Cahill Maloney's, the Dogs of War, get these guys in to the Lockmore uh, Castellani situation? Uh, because in the second half, as you mentioned, Torres were really on the rack and Lockmore Castellani were totally dominant in the middle third of the field. Per Borkus uh, rolling back the years as well, I see, can five points in play. Oh, yeah, Per, outstanding pair of hands, scored a massive point. In the second half, when they were looking for the ball, Pay was, you know, always such a raw talent. Looks after himself very well. Still in, still in absolute, you know, great shape. But at the end of the day, you know, only for the the major players in the Turlesarsis set up, they were really on the ropes. Now Billy McCarthy did come in. Cahill Maloney, who I had in Minute University, uh, a, a great guy, an absolute uh, warhorse. I think those guys need to be, they must strongly consider including those guys in the team because of the talent spectrum in Turles. There's a lot of top class players not getting into that 15, but they need to think about these guys now, particularly in November, particularly when it's squeaky bum time and when, when, when you have to put your bodies on the line. Uh, they will be considering these guys seriously, I think. That, that, re- that request is interesting, isn't it? And they didn't need it, Clanmel commercials, probably to agree to put the match back a week, I suppose. You know, to 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 have it to happen with them, I presume top Sarsfields will probably take it on with them. But like when you uh, when you see what's happening in Galway with St Thomas's and they're giving uh, Gort the opportunity of um, playing the semi final that they had kind of given up last week, so there's a lot of goodwill out there in the GA, isn't there? Yeah, but we know the deadlines for the Munster Hurling Club Championship. Uh, they have a, they had a full four weeks from yesterday, but I don't know the deadlines for the football championship in in Munster Club. Whereas a Connacht, there's no Connacht Club Hurling Championship. So 
I mean, if if it if it goes on uh, Christmas Day in, in Galway, they still have no no championship. No, yeah, yeah. A great yeah. gesture, though. A great gesture, in fairness, from St. Thomas's uh, to give um, Dorothy opportunity to, to to get themselves together. You know. Yeah, TJ, they, they released a statement. They, they released a statement. Uh, Thomas is just saying they did no, they did no problem, was it? Yeah, they, did like, in fairness, I think the Galway County Board were putting a bit of a squeeze on Gart to say the semi-final had to be played. Gart were playing a similar card to the Tyrone card to say that they were shut down for 10 days, that they didn't have time to get prepared, which is very understandable, and that they wouldn't be in a position to fulfil the fixture. It looked like, as in the County Board, putting pressure on to play it, but then St. Thomas's came with the act of goodwill. To be fair to Thomas's, that's the way they are. They would much prefer to win the game. And I would say, in fairness to GA clubs up and down the country, I think all these teams know like there is a general fair play out there and people want to win the game on the field. We saw that, in fairness, with Kerry in the football as well. I, 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 I personally speaking, and knowing the St. Thomas's guys, there's no way they would want to win any game not on the field. That's just the way they are. And I think, in fairness to GA people up and down the country, I like that anyway. So the semi-final now, they're always fixed for the Sunday coming, well, I, I, not fixed yet, but it'll be on the Sunday coming with the county final the week after. So, look, fair play. And, and, and I said, look, yeah, credit to St. Thomas. It's Brilliant. probably, and, and they'll, they'll understand the situation, it's probably tougher on Clarence Bridge than anyone really, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, chap. They're going to be waiting for the final, yeah. Um, Ken, there was one other point, and again, it's not for today, really, but the hand pass, right? Like, definitely, in, in the games that I saw, but definitely in Torres yesterday, a couple of guys coming out, like there was a couple of times it was blown. Once I thought maybe hash enough in the first half, but it's getting very hard. I don't know, even hitting into the inter-county game, how a referee is going to be able to decipher what is a legitimate hand pass and what's not going forward. It's going to be very, very tricky. The speed of the hands, the speed of the players. Yeah, it's very tricky. Um, I felt, I felt the work, the work, the word legitimate hand passes. Now the hand pass, as Connor Donovan, my former teammate, you know. Uh, he's he's exploring the idea of of changing the hands that the ball should be hand passed off the other hand, and um, that has gone to Central Council. He has been in talks with Tom Ryan. Uh, in fairness, he feels uh, the game, the integrity of the game, is uh, you know uh, been been disrupted by the fact that that the hand pass is is not a clear hand pass, and he has. But from we suffered as a result. We were relegated on Saturday. Um, it's a huge game. It's a huge game, and we got caught for three hand passes when we were in full flow down the pitch. Hugely okay. frustrating, and um, also the puck outs as well. Uh, when is a puck out a puck out, and when is not a puck out? On Saturday, every uh, puck out was thrown back. Yesterday, Connor Doyle, the puck outs were flying, and it was great to see the flow of the game. Um, but uh, the integrity of the game has to be brought into question. Connor Doyle is a very sharp referee. He played hurling himself. He knows what it's about. He did pull for one hand pass, but I think in the future, um, there's probably going to be a special Congress. The hand pass uh, thing has to be addressed. So from everybody's point of view, I suppose, we've got to think of the integrity of the game. But I taught yesterday, obviously, sometimes the poor guy that does, gives the hand pass, like we see that inter-county level, it's, the game is so fast, the ball is fine. No referee pulls for, for an illegal hand pass. But in club hurling, the poor old club player <laughs> gets caught, you know, particularly when, when you're in full flow. And that was the other thing in in Ennis Stinken, um Johnny Healy, very good game referee. Now I thought, you know, I was afraid there that he was going to drag a hamstring with all the warming up he was doing with the extra fifteen minutes. But his thing nearly yesterday, what he, I don't think he blew for any illegal hand pass. He was steps. He blew for steps a lot. But there were, I wouldn't say in any case there was quibbles in the crowd. Like maybe yeah. that 
quibble was the man in possession being fouled. But there was no doubt that he did take too many steps at times. It's funny the little things that some refs focus on. That, that you know, yeah, Connor, Connor, you know, Connor, Connor Dye, yeah, Connor Dye contributes hugely to our game. And TJ would say would, would acknowledge that Connor Dye contributes hugely to an outstanding game. I mean, the ref, uh, some refs tend to be over fussy, we know that. Uh, that's their human nature, it's human nature, it's not that they, they, they mean to be, but Connor Dyle is nonplussed, cool man. And at the top level, you're going to get the top referees. We had that yesterday, but then when you're struggling to, to, to get on and get move on, you're going to have a situation where, you, where there's going to be frustration decisions, probably. And uh, I think overall, like as you said, there was very little quibbles in the crowd from Johnny Healy, and there was absolutely no quibbles uh, in the senior game yesterday. Yeah, but to go back to what you're saying, Ken, about the puck outs, I said the hand pass and the puck outs are two significant parts of the game, right? So at this moment, you can go to some referees where on a wide ball, they will allow the puck out straight away, right? And, and that is allowed in the game at the moment, but there is a, an asterisk in there at the referee's discretion. So some referees will pull it back and some referees will, will let it off. So that's, that piece just needs to be nailed down and just make sure it's the same across the board in Cloban County. The hand which, pass, which is not, TJ, it's not it's at not, the moment. Yep. Every referee is different. Everyone, correct. One referee lets them book it out. The other referee doesn't. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. And, and in, in, in like in Cork, TJ, you must wait for the referee to blow the whistle before you're allowed to take the puck out. Yeah, like well, as I said, it, it, it just needs fixing. But I do agree with with Ken here. Connor Doyle yesterday it was an unbelievable game, end to end, letting the flow. Like you could nearly feel that this guy played the game before because you could just he, he just understood it. He left tackles go. It was it was it was just a brilliant game to watch. Brilliant entertainment. Yeah, and I said referee is important. Mm. Mm. And yeah, we 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 often give out about him. We praise him as well. I suppose you know that's that's. I mean, they were the two. Um, we only saw the bit of on the news now of the tip final, but obviously Conor Dyle, good game, and, and you hate seeing the refs around at the final whistle. But I suppose the <laughs> Lockmore boys knew that they had a weapon in Noel <laughs> that he, he possibly yeah. could have nailed it, and, and that would have been it, you know. But um, and to be fair, it was only a conversation. They were only asking why. No, that's all. That's all. Yeah. No, there was no. There was everybody was smiling coming off the page. In fairness, and yeah. Lockmore Lockmore were quite tight to ask as well, you know. Ken, Ken, what kind of a crowd was there, Ken? The official attendance was 6,700. Now, that doesn't include, obviously, under-16s. Under-16s were, obviously, in free. And as you know, uh, in Tipperary and maybe in other counties, well, under-16 can be taken to a <laughs> a new age from that point of view. <laughs> but there seemed like both stands, both stands were pretty healthily full. And it was, it was great to see a good atmosphere there. Torres is normally... Having a huge following, lads. Um, but there was a great sprinkling of blue and white there. Um, for the neutral, I think Temple Derry and Kill and All, uh, their supporters as well in the Arena Cup final, they had savvy support. And if anything, were more colourful uh, than than the than, than, than the Dambreen finals, you know. So it was, right. it was a great old day overall. But of course, what makes it? The weather, the weather and the pitch. Yeah. And it was an absolutely fabulous day. Yeah. And can ju- just ask you about the Turles support again. Like, if you were a young lad that hurls for Dorlis Og, is Turles Sarsfields, they're a separate club, like, are they? I know they're the huge feeder club for them, obviously. Well, they're a separate club, and uh, you probably heard that discussed during the week. Dorlis Og is a separate club set up by the great Pat Stakelham. And I did a few coaching courses for Pat uh, yeah, in my time, uh, an absolutely wonderful man. And that Dorlis Og club was, was purely set up to promote hurling 
among the kids um, in, in the town of Turles. Um, after that, then, whatever whatever you do, wherever you go, uh, you can go to Turles Gales Realty or Turles Sarsfields or whoever you want to go to. But um, from, from their point of view, Turles Oak is just a feeder club. They're the juvenile club. And then it's up to you. Uh, obviously, where you, where you play, but obviously, Torres Arsenal would be have the majority share of the players. Right, right. I often wonder that. That had the separate facilities, Ken. Separate facilities, yeah. Dorlis Oak there, yeah. Dorlis Oak is 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 at the bridge there on the way down at the at the at the railway station. Dorlis Oak grounds are there on, on to the left. Totally separate there, and they have their little clubhouse and temporary. Often, them glad to use their facilities as well. For training in the 80s and 90s before Morris Park came into play. So Dorlis Oak have their two or three pitches, very tidy set up, ball wall, nice little dressing rooms, and totally separate entity, uh, Mark. Different colours even, Ken, aren't Yeah, red and white, would you believe it? Red and white, yeah, red and white. Yeah, 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 red, red, red and white. Great colours. And Ken, yeah. I'm assuming then for an under-17, right, if he plays with Dorlis Oak, right, that it's okay for him to play under-19, let's say, with Torlis Hart. So effectively, he can be playing with two different clubs. Correct, correct and right. And Dorlis Oak have had a set. They've had they've won 13, 15, and 17 at juvenile level, TJ. And they've won right. the 19, 19, then with Tardis Arsenal have won the 19. Uh, but like uh Tardis Gales have, have their pitch outside as well. Very proud of, of what to do. Uh Larry Mackey, the famous Larry Mackey's pub, then lads would be all involved with different clubs and different situations. But um um, it's a great town, but that Dourless Ogre are doing absolutely tremendous work, and uh, the talent that they're fostering is unbelievable. Oh, good stuff. Phenomenal. Um, just to ask you, Ken, with mentors, then, like, um, you know, you're, you're a Dourless Ogre diehard, let's say, and you know, you they obviously have ambitions maybe to, to coach and manage at an adult level. Well, like, does it be many lads go up and go off? And is it Torless Finleys are there as well, aren't they? And, and, and yeah, Torres Finney's, yeah, very old what? club. Yeah, so uh, and the t- referee uh, John Dooley yesterday for the Ring Cup final was actually Torres Gales. So, um, it is amazing that the, the coaches would come in and work with Doris Og and Doris Og. Uh, that had to be totally different, to be totally different AGMs, totally different management committees, selection committees, totally, t- totally different. Then they feed into whatever. The young fella decides wherever he wants to go and he goes to Torres Scales or Torres Sarsfields. That's his decision, independent decision. Okay, it's handy, it's handy for Sarsfields, isn't it? Not having to worry about funding the underage and it's still probably getting the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's fantastic, but they have a fantastic set up there. And as I said before, it was the brainchild of Pat Stakelim and a few men down, down the road because at that stage, uh, Torres Hurling was dead. They hadn't won since 74, Jimmy Dial. Uh, right down to losing four county finals in a row, so they have struggled to get there. But now they they have a phenomenal yeah. setup at both juvenile level and a senior level with Dorlis Oak uh, feeding into it. Yeah, fair play. They get to do it all again. It'll be it'll be fascinating. I'd say the viewership for the next one, if TG Carr have it, will be just uh, through the roof. And uh, if not, we'll all be paying our tenors um, to the Tip County Board or even maybe go down. The one I'd love to see. Um, shout out also to. My old pals, the Everards there in uh, Temple Tui. I'd say there'll be a large day in the village with the Intermediate Championship and they're going up senior. Um, and now they can concentrate on their course and now once the hurling is out of the way, I think. I think they actually play Kilmiley. Uh, in yeah, well, actually, in fact, yeah, yeah. 
and they're going up to Premier Intermediate. It's not seen her anymore. Uh, it's not seen her be. Uh, there was a big yeah. meeting in Curtis uh, during the week, so uh, Senior B has now been designated as as Premier Intermediate, something like uh, Cork, Cork lads as well. And uh, so, mind him to a fantastic victory. Kilsheen, very unlucky, I believe. Absolutely wonderful game with a great crowd. Um, and mind him to he managed by Liam England, and of course you have the Lides there, uh, great great ambassadors for the club, and of course um, Garoda Connor. And Connor Bow, potential senior, uh, senior hurlers of Tipperary, uh, coming onto the bigger stage now. So, tremendous victory for Mike Tipper Dewey and coached by Brian Carroll and Kulderi and awfully great. So, uh, great sprinkling of talent there. And uh, the backroom team was pretty strong as well. Yeah, and uh, great hurling people as a great, great home people as well. So, shout out to them. Um, today and I know they'll enjoy it and yeah that's for sure with those lads um, <laughs> but Ken I know you have to go a bit early on us today so um, just to touch on you're, you're getting ready Ken for um, the big the big one next Sunday and hoping that things go according to plan during the week we don't get locked down or anything in awfully yeah yeah really really like it has been a, a tremendous year uh, a, a great Offaly championship culminating now in uh, you know, two two giants of 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 Offaly hurling, I suppose. Saint Rhinus and Coolderry contesting the final. Uh, Coolderry could be going actually for their thirty third county final. They're the kingpins in Offaly of of county finals. Fantastic team, and of course, um, a, a group of people that I worked with myself and had had great times and great innings there for four years. So, uh, looking forward to the game. Um, obviously, uh, we we're praying and hoping we got cut off last year. You know, at the, at the eleventh hour. Uh, we want. We don't want this to happen this year. Please God, we'll all keep safe and that the game will go ahead next weekend. Two rural communities, you know, uh, minding themselves and making sure that the biggest day of their lives uh, will will culminate in, in lining out in, in, in O'Connor Park next Sunday. Funny enough, I just want to mention, you mentioned about playing your tenor. Offaly County Board were very generous yesterday. They scenery played Offaly uh, County Final. It was just a tenor to get into the game uh, between Road and Tullamore. Uh, so I thought that was a great gesture, and they got a huge crowd. They got over five thousand into the replay, and it just goes to show you to just to, for uh, the tenor was the attraction. I think it was fifteen or twenty the first day, but it was only a tenor to gain yesterday, and they got a huge crowd as a result. So smart, smart move by Michael Dagan and the lads as well. You know to do that and a generous yeah, gesture. Not- He's not getting too too many things wrong, Michael Dignan, at the moment. He's he's going well. But have you a game plan, Ken, for the sprightly uh, Coolderry number eleven, Mister Brian Carroll, um, doing a lot of damage up there uh, this year? Yeah, huge damage. Um, I think he he scored three fifteen and actually one of the championship games this year. Um, absolutely on fire in a marvelous shape. Um, but there's a lot more to Coolderry than Brian Kevin Connolly inside and out, an outstanding forward as well. They play it up very smart. And of course, they have some wonderful horrors in the Cochrans. And you still have Kevin Brady and Barry Teehan around. And a cul- you know, the one thing about Kulderi lads is like Lockmore Castellani, they keep bringing players through. So, from our point of view, we have to have our homework done. Uh, we've put in a lot of work in the last three years, obviously. Um, we've put four championships into three now because preparing for last year's final that didn't happen and didn't play in the 2020 final. Only, only last August, uh, 10 or 11 weeks ago. So from that point of view, preparing for our third final in a row now, um, it's something to look forward to. And uh, we're just hoping that 
on the day to be a, a great game. And I think it, it, it will go to the wire. Two, two very traditional, strong clubs with great rivalry, good, healthy rivalry as well. And would you be would you be finding it hard to keep them fresh, Ken, in terms of you know all the training and the hang up the hang up of missing last year's final and getting it played? And I know you did a great battle the last day with the double Ks. Um, um, would you be would you do you, you change round things not to be look at giving away state state secrets this week? But have you found you've eased up on training or? You know that you've kept. Yeah, we would say. find we would we would we would find less is more. We would find less is more. Mm-hmm. The lads are very fresh. Uh, the lads are very smart in the way they prepare. I I I I enjoy being involved with him because they take responsibility uh, themselves. They look after their bodies very well. Uh, they're 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 freshen up. The Shannon is beside us there to go down and 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 rehab in the Shannon and and recover the bodies, get the bodies recovered as well. But they're very conscious of their hydration and nourishing the bodies and looking after uh, the injuries. So from that perspective, like what more do we want, lads? Wouldn't we love to replay our lives again by playing in big games like that? So, I mean, the carrot is there for, for both teams and the, we won't lack for hunger or inspiration next Sunday because these things don't, you know, as Theo English you say to me, you know, medals don't come in the post, Ken. You know, you have to go out and earn them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's even been in... Cusick Park yesterday and um, you know seen it's great of course to have the band back again as well and always in clear it's the Tulla Pipers and uh, just to see you know the Bellier and I'm the killing them all the lads coming around in front of me and you kind of got I can't say the hair standing on the back of the head now anymore but uh, you've <laughs> got the shivers of all the times luckily enough to march behind it maybe eight or nine times and just all those days um, came flooding back and Unfortunately, yeah, TJ hit the nail in the head there, you know, about the three county finals that we witnessed at the weekend. You know, absolutely savage stuff. And uh, like even to see Tony Kelly before I go there, lads, running in, hopping in one leg. He was like a kangaroo flying through the pitch there. <laughs> and the excitement, uh, the excitement of winning, lads. And, you know, so disappointed for Kilmona Ina, you know. And obviously, I, I saw young Aiden there, McCarthy. So he, he looked pretty broke up before the match, trying to do his warm up. But um, that's club fair for you, whether you're injured or uh, limbs are fractured or whatever you have. You've got to go out and try and do the business for for your parish and your club. And you put you you know you put, you sacrifice your body for for getting out there and doing it doing it for the people that you represent. And um, the, the Dublin County final lads, you'll talk about there later. But Jesus, what what drama and what an enthralling game! And lads, isn't it so hard? It's hard to win a championship. It's so hard to win a championship. And Nafina, who played fantastic hurling, you know, it's so such a blow for them. They were almost there. But uh, as as I say, that unless you have the cup in the front to see the carrots, it's not there. I think it's the psychology of sport, Ken, why it's so important. Uh, going down the stretch, I was there myself back in 2004. We were trying to win a county and it just plays games. We eventually got there in 2005, but it's just so hard. And I know everyone talks about getting over the line, but it's just literally like slow motion stuff and trying to get over the line. We had two clubs weekend who unfortunately suffered that fate. They just couldn't get there. And like history and culture in the GEA, we talk about it over and over and over again. That's why these big clubs are so hard to beat on a big day. That's it. Yeah, that's it. No doubt. I watched the um, the clear final incredible in, in fairness to the, to the yeah. camera work um you give it i gave you a tenner <laughs> <laughs> in fairness the camera work was very good and there was a nice camera behind the goals 
And even um, on the terrace, right, it looked like as if um, Bellier, all their youngsters and kids and supporters were, were all noisy behind the goal on the left. And Aina had the goal up on the right-hand side. It looked like an incredible atmosphere in, in the park for a county final. It just looked unbelievable on the, on the stream. It was brilliant, uh, TJ. And like I've been critical and I'm critical again now, I suppose, yesterday of the... The match being delayed and such a big day that it shouldn't be delayed. The county final, you know. You imagine you're 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 the coach to one of those two teams, and you have your warm up down to the T. Like in terms of watching the next thing, you've trun with another fifteen minutes. What do we do? But I will say that like I, I was obviously there yesterday, but I've watched a couple of games during the year um, from Cusick Park, and the camera work on that is is nearly the best I've seen with the behind the goal shots and even the pitch side shots. I don't know if there yeah. was some of those yesterday, was there? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. side on, really down. You see a fella right close, as Ken said, about going down near the sideline to, to see the Tuds and hear them. And yeah, that 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 has been, I give them credit for that. It's been hugely successful, do you know. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an epic game by any means, but again, the, the whole tension, the whole um can could I kill them on a win their first one, Bellier or third one, and Bellier, like you know. Someone ta- told you 20 years ago, Bellier be, be collecting their third Cannon Hamilton and Clare. You probably wouldn't have believed them. But again, put the structures in place. Both of the clubs, I, I would say, you know, Bellier probably a bit further down the line. But again, after the quarterfinal, when Tony came off the bench, scored three points to deny Kilmele, I suppose who would feel maybe now they could have a championship one. Um, and then to get the news that Tony had to have the surgery that week. If he didn't, there's a good chance he wouldn't play in the round robin in Munster next year. So, um, and he wasn't going to be any good to Bellier anyway. So, someone told you that evening that they'd go on and win it without Tony, <laughs> Tony Kelly, up there, I suppose, in the top three players in the country, um, and to to come out as defiantly as they did without their marquee men and drag it out of the fire, like just coming up to the water break, the last water break, there were four down. It didn't look like there was a goal coming from anywhere. Um, they made a few changes and, you know, Aaron Griffin's run taken down and the penalty and Nile DC dispatched it. Even though Patrick Kelly was very unlucky now, he got his hurley to it. I thought he had it kept out, but it just the sheer power in it, I think. And from there, although Ina Kildamona responded brilliantly and got the next two points, you just felt Bellier's experience coming down the stretch. And you were saying that they're getting mm. over the line. And it is just about getting over the line, but they, you know... Um, you mentioned him off the year and Ken mentioned him like Jack Brown was immense in the second half, especially. He was immense all through, I thought. And Gary Brennan then, inter-county football star, like um, took it by the scruff of the neck and, and they drove for home. And uh, fellow parishioners of ours, and, and we were gone down the same as you came down to intermediate. And, you know, we'd have 11 championships won. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's strange times, but in fairness, you have to take your hats off to them, you know. Um, a great victory for them. And, they didn't have Tony on the field where Ina, the two big doubts were David Fitzgerald and Aidan McCarthy, who'd be two. They probably have three big, along with Jason McCarthy, the 20 players. But the two boys played, although they were hampered, you could see that Aidan's hamstring um, is gone and, and David Fitz picked up a knee injury in the semi-final. But they still contributed 1-4 from play. And I think Aidan scored every free until the very last one. Uh, which would have leveled it up and, and brought us to a replay and Ennis as well. Just just dropped short, just a miss hit more than anything. Thought for a minute someone might get a nick in it and put it in the net. So, yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, it was, I, it was, I'd say, very enjoyable on TJ. It 
it was very enjoyable. But just so people know, that that free Aidan McCarthy, it was probably close to his own 45-yard line. Like, it was definitely 8 or 10 yards inside his own 65. It was that far out. And he had nailed an unbelievable one in front of the subs bench you know, just before us to kind of to bring it back mm. to one. Like, so it was brilliant. But I suppose a couple of things were, yeah, it was, it was three points in at the final water break, 112 to 12. Like, Tony Kelly's influence around the water break there, Dillo. I know we spoke about this already about Tony Kelly, the coach, like, right? Like, the attitude he showed, obviously, it showed, I kind of, it transferred to his other team players because they gave it all, obviously, to try and win this game for Tony. But, like, there's so many players who get injured during the year, whether it be maybe inter-county or in a club level, and they kind of feel sorry for themselves and they kind of make it all about themselves. But here we have a case of Tony Kelly, who's one of the best players in the country, and he's down there with all his other players, and he's driving them on, and he was such a part of it, even still. And as Ken said there, at, at, at the end of it, the, I suppose the key thing was the penalty. It definitely was a penalty. I know the referee took a bit of time over it, even into the umpire, but it definitely was a penalty. I'd say the keeper might be small, but disappointed. It looked like it kind of went more or less straight down the middle. He got a touch to it, I got already to it, but it just got over the line. But that was huge. And then, from there on, like Gary Brennan, I don't, I, I don't know how many to take to the balls Delo he brought out. Some striding him there in the middle of the field, and he just just driving into it. And 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 then to go back to it, like Jack Brown's inspiration at centre back, captain in the team, just driving out a ball there in the finish. It was ball after ball after ball, but phenomenal achievement. And I just read afterwards that Bellier they won the quarter final by one point, they won the semi final by one point. And they won the final by one point. So that'll just tell you a lot about a team who can do that. <laughs> and interesting, like Robbie Hogan. Robbie Hogan, he used, to, he used to play a bit of football with us back in the day. Robbie has managed them now to win two. And Robbie would tell you straight away he's not the most vocal manager. He'd be, he, you know, he'd let the coaches get on with their job and he'd stand back and do his job management. But he was interviewed afterwards and he said at the water break, and you saying a goal down, like, and Kelly doing a lot of the talking, obviously, and taking that role in there. Um, but he said today that we were actually saying, right, lads, we're right where we want to be now. You know, we're within touch and distance. There's a score in it, even though three points. And the goal, they didn't really threaten the goal outside of the goal, oh, which oh. was a penalty, obviously. But, you know, a lot of teams would be, they'd be roaring and shouting there, wouldn't they? We've all, and they'd be full of saying, come on, we're not, we're not doing enough here. You need to do more. And no, they said, we're right here now. We've, we've 15, maybe to 18 minutes to, to win this and we're not going to panic we're going to win it bit by bit the next ball the next ball and that's that's what Hogan said and thought you know that's a great sign of the old experience where maybe the Ainakinamona lads as we said were the, were the three points up we'll talk about Nafina in a minute as well they were nine up at one stage you know you're looking for the finish line a little bit when you've never done it before you said that it's about an amazing goal it's amazing that Tony Kelly TJ mentioned him like he was their extra man so he was their 16th man TJ because imagine, imagine Tony Kelly, like the lads would be hanging on, on every word he said. So, if, you know, five or six words from him would be better than a five-minute team talk from somebody else. And like for to be in there among them and to inspire them like that and for them to, to go out and finish the job. What 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 an inspiration. Because some some players feel, oh, we'll sit back here. We won't get involved. But um, And I saw Seamus Hennessy with Killer One as well. He was always driving the Killer One players on when he got that serious knee injury. And... Uh, something like Tony, like you harped in on that that Tony situation, how he inspired the lads. 
we can not only like did he give the few words in the middle of the circle right then when he went over to, to the coach right he toured the outside of the circle and he went to three or four players and he gave them that do you know what i mean and it, it wasn't to the jack browns or the gay brands he went to he went to those fringe players it was huge as far as i could see at, at, at that stage because just to what Dalo said there obviously he felt the same thing where we are we're in it we're in it and going down the stretch i suppose they would have probably talked about that the other thing is the time, I suppose, in games, and we talk about Nabina, as, as you said. Like, do you know, your tendency when you see 50 minutes on the clock is, right, is there's 10 minutes left. But the actual truth of the matter is, Ken, as you know, is, right, that's probably closer to 14 or 15. 15 so again, yeah. that whole mindset of just getting into players, that when you look up at the clock and you see 50, it isn't just 10 here, like, wait, we, we have time. There's, the, there's still the guts of a quarter game here to go, like, so. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, huge, yeah. And the other, the other thing with him as well, TJ, is a lot of people saying without Kelly, so that to start someone instead of Kelly, right? That they mightn't have much on the bench. Ken, I know you have to go. Thanks a million. Great. Thanks your best look, lads. The very best of luck okay. to you next week. Keep best it safe, lads. Take care. Best luck, <laughs> See you, Ken. Oh, oh, best of luck. Thank you. Cheers. Talk to you, Ken. But the other thing, lads, there, TJ, you were on about with Kelly. Like, did, there would have been a perception around the place that they hadn't that much on the bench. But interestingly, you know, and I was at the far side, but I was watching, as soon as I'd see a sub warming up, TK had the arm around the sub. And like Morgan Gary, tremendous when he came on. Martin O'Leary, a massive score. The winning score, in actual fact. And even Angus King, who's been around the block with them, the, the big lad, he's a monster of a man. Kelly had the arm around him before they came on. And you can imagine, like, you know, some fill up there as well. For Kelly, saying to you, you're going to do it. And, and uh, yeah, fantastic victory for Bellier. Ina Kinamona, brave, brave effort. Like, you know, I have to say that. And they've um, never won a Dillo, Ina Kinamona, have they? No, it was their first time in the final, no. but they'd be two no. separate clubs up to, oh, God, I, I should be. 2008. I got a brief, Dillo, you know who I got the brief from? The PRO during the week, the old buddy Dave Foodie. <laughs> Oh, I, I tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. his because he texts me Sunday morning, and I text him back, "How the nerves? Not good." He said, "I can't keep the breakfast down." So <laughs> no. he's the PRO in the club. I just just tell you how being in a county final affects everybody in the club. Be the chairman, the secretary, the PRO, everybody involved. You know, sometimes you know the players think it's all about the players, but there are other people that are contributing massively. The backroom staff, all the fellas, the mind, the jerseys, and all that kind of stuff. They all have jobs and places, and uh, everybody feels the nerves. That's the bottom line. And I know he said to me he'd be in the Ramblers today. You know, if I if I needed if we needed a shout out to the lads in the Ramblers today, I know it's yeah. a tough place to be. I've lost a couple of county finals myself by narrow margins, but it's a tough tough place. But yeah, two thousand and eight, they 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 formed they amalgamated. So yeah, Tony Carmody was the big name at the time. Tony Carmody, yeah, yeah, they had a few, no, but. Um, they'd have been both kind of, I suppose. I now would have been relatively intermediate all the time. Kinnamona were a bit up and down from junior A to intermediate, won a couple of junior A's. There'd have been a fair bit of tension, like not to join. Do you know, there'd have been diehards yeah. on either side that were against it for a long time. But you know, what was huge when they did that, and he was he was a young enough man at the time. The big man, I suppose, for them back through the years, especially for Kinnamona, would have been Fergal Hegarty. And instead of going in and saying he trained a team, which he did, he, he trained a team a couple of years ago just, um, and they didn't they didn't do great. And obviously, ironically, Hago 
trained Bellier when they won the Munster Club. So he, he right. was a great coach as well. But Hagel went in and took chairman leads for the first two to three years. And that was a huge rallying thing back in 2008, 2009. Because, you know, Hagel said, look, I'll chair the club. You know, and he yeah, wouldn't have yeah. had any experience. And, and you know, I and think he, he'd have been a young man then, Anthony. He would have, like, and, and the automatic thing we maybe you'd say is that Hago trained the team, you know. But no, he yeah. says, there's a bit more to this maybe than just training the team. And yeah, he yeah. said, I'll chair the club. And I think that was huge. And they have they have mopped up at underage, but Bellier probably the Jack Browns, the Gary Brennans, the Tony Kellys, the James Murphy's, Nile DC's. They mopped up as well at underage, but probably did it four or five years earlier than Ina Kilnamona. And right. that's that bit of extra experience now, you know, um, down Makes the line, levels. you know, um, the Pierce Lillises and these guys that came in from West Clare and hur do their hurling with, with Bellier. They're that bit more, you know, they've played in county finals, played in Munster clubs before, and that just probably got them over the, the line yesterday. Massive. But everyone in Clare knows that it's so hard to win Clare because reality is it's very evenly matched whether it's a great championship or a midland championship i know i wouldn't like to say obviously the clare teams do fairly well in munster so it's probably a decent championship but it is hard as ken said like these days don't come around too often so the Ina lads will know that mightn't be in there again next year you know aero guinness would have felt the double was on for them and so you know yeah. um they didn't get there and yet they won the football but yeah, great win for Bellier. Bellier and Belly Gunner now, and God, they served up an absolute cracker, lads. I think it was three years ago, down in Belly mm. Gunner when Bellier had him beating all ends up only a late had goal. Him bet. Had him bet, kind yeah. of came yeah. from a mistake for all the world from Bellier, and that'll be a mouthwater. I'm not sure if it's in Innes or, or in, in, in Walsh Park, but that's one to really, really look forward to. Of course, Kelly won't be back, so from a Belly Gunner point of view, but they Bally Gunner a long time without a big game. Long though, time waiting. Long time yeah, waiting, Anthony. Yeah. And, and it, it is one of the things the county boards have got to look at as the timing of the county finals. Because, like, you have the Tipperary one only this weekend. You have the Cork one next weekend. You know, even the Limerick one, TJ's played with a couple of weeks. It, it does put teams at a disadvantage having, like, the Wexford one is over, what, six weeks, I think, at this stage. It does definitely puts teams at a, at a disadvantage having to wait that long. So, yeah, and a couple, and, of and, a couple of people. Uh, we brought it up before about about uh, the rapperies waiting so long. And one lad came on Twitter and he said, contrary to that, everyone is really happy in Wexford with all the dual clubs to play our hurling, then play our football. Right. You know, Kilmiley will be facing into Mind Temple Tuhi now, and, and Kilmiley have waiting an age for this match, and I suppose trying to organise challenge matches and that kind of thing. And yeah. it's not the yeah. same though. I'd say it'll be a football man now who sent you that text message. I think if you're a referee's <laughs> holding and you're waiting a lot, uh, Jesus, there's nothing like, you know, playing a county final and maybe getting a fortnight in, get your celebrations out of the day, get your three or four days out of it, and then fellas back to the grind to the stone, you know. So, I don't know. Mm. I, I'd hate to be waiting that little time anyway, Anthony, to play in, have, in, I, in, I, in the first round of Villains or a Munster. Like. I'll have to text Skippy Root and see how he... <laughs> He feels about the whole thing. He's in charge of the raps. Um, Kildare final. Nace doing the business there, lads. Nace hugely successful underage, as we Massive, all know. Yeah. Um, you know they, they go to fail and they're able to beat the, the Kilkenny champions and the Galway yeah. champions and and the double for them there. So um, huge congrats to them. Um, 
Les, the Dublin finals, great RT. Lucky to get in there with the cameras. Um, great to hear from Owen O'Donnell as well. You know, a current player, really fingers on the pulse. I thought that was a great move to get him in as a pundit with Ryan O'Dwyer, who'd be very close to the scene, obviously, and has gone back to his own club now. But just to mention as well, before we get on to the senior final, a huge win for Fingalians in the intermediate, who Ryan O'Dwyer coaches. So um, they had a great win over Aaron's Isle and, and they go up into senior ranks now, up into senior B. Um, so well done to everyone in Fingalians. I know there's a real diehard hurling uh, culture out there um, and, and they'll be thrilled. I remember bringing out the cup out there in 95. I was working in Dublin at the bank at the time, Mark, and I was brought out and Vinnie Murphy had brought to Sam Maguire and we had a, a, a large night out there in their club. <laughs> uh, and as much welcome for the hurling. They were, you know, they were, they were thrilled. The board cups were out there on, on the night, so well done to them. Um, they'll, they'll enjoy that for sure. Um, and the rest of the weekend, lads, was really about Crokes. First of all, their B team won the Dublin B. I don't know what they're going to do, whether they have two A teams next year, but they they beat uh, Castlenock and that beat them well. And, and some wealth of talent in Crokes now. You know, they won three minors in a row there under Paddy Linehan and, and McKines and um. There's an awful body of players coming through, and yes, in the senior championship, um, so lucky in one way to get it to extra time, and then I suppose we're the better team in extra time. But hugely exciting game that you you couldn't see them coming back into now. Yeah, no, like I mean, I look, I was watching it from a distance, and Anthony, to be fair, um, I was over by the grub with ourselves for the first time in a long time with the kids in the tech, and I could see it in the background, and I knew. Nafina were flying and they were flying early early doors and probably should have closed out the game. Our man Donald Burke was on fire again. Um but like it just shows and like I, I, we saw the semi final, I thought Kilmacud Crooks were, were well over uh Pula and I thought they would probably go on and win the county final with a bit to spare. But Nafina and Fairnstrom were outstanding. They will be kicking themselves until they didn't get a result. And they probably they probably I suppose at the end of the at the end of the sixty minutes they probably said to themselves, you know, Jesus, we've lost a, a desperate opportunity because they, they certainly didn't show up in the extra time afterwards, like, you know. But um, great result. And I suppose, you know, that man, Ronan Hayes, you know, what can you say about him? He is constantly, he, he's really a, a very, very good player. And he is a great, great future. And look, it just shows you the level of hurling and the commitment that's in Dublin as well. Like, they were, they brought a magnificent fair to the, to the, to the, to the table on uh, Saturday evening. And like, if their inter-county team could step up another level and play with what we, what we saw on Saturday night, you know, they certainly yeah. could become a force to 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 be reckoned at the in Leinster Senior Championship. I must say, just like they have a couple of quality players in the county at the moment, and it's about getting them all on the right page on the one night, and they could they could they could contribute to a Leinster Championship there, and they could beat anyone as far as I'm concerned, Anthony. Yeah, and I suppose there's been a lot made of. Maybe Conor Callaghan being a, such a last to hurl and he's such a forward, TJ. And you never know, he might decide now with the footballers, they're not, they're not going for eight in a row or anything like that. So he might just decide to give Matty the, the year. But to be fair, Ronan Hayes, and I know Ronan well, and it takes players a bit of time, TJ, to mature. You know, and I, I, if Ronan had missed that penalty, which looked to be decisive, that the game was definitely gone, if he'd missed that two, three years ago, the head would have gone down and I, I, I'm not so sure he'd recover, but he has really come of age as a top class forward, hasn't he? Like he, 
he has it all really in terms of the touch, the pace, the height. And really, he's, I know, you obviously, Oshin O'Rourke and Fergal Whiteley and all drove it on. But but Hayes, 114 was really the difference between the two teams. Yeah, he was massive. And to talk about the two turning points, I did think on 50th minute when Donald Burke gets the goal to put him nine points up, you are thinking game over here. There's no mm, doubt about that, right? That's the, that's the first piece. And you're kind of saying from the FINA, like, I'm sure they'll be soul searching and asking themselves lots of questions. What could we have done? Could we have put Rushy back to full back? Could we have changed? Could we have dropped more back? They could have done loads of different things, but you probably have to give credit in on the other side that on the 55th minute, when you thought that Ronan Hayes missed the penalty, you said, well, it's definitely game over now, right? And, yeah, and he, didn't, yeah. he didn't even get a point out of it, right? And then he missed a point that he would normally think that he would score shortly after that. And you're kind of saying, like, just to have the mentality to get it back to three and basically give themselves a chance with that last play and, and, and what a goal, what, what a finish to bring to extra time. But a fantastic game, like in terms of the way Nafina set up, the way they played, their use of the ball, you know, watching Shawnee Curry um, score, say, six points in play in the first half. I think he finished with eight in total, one point from a brilliant sideline, seven, seven points. Seven and a line ball, yeah. And a line ball in the county final. Incredible player as well. Um, the other thing too, Dylan, this is the point touching at the start, is the club game, like in Dublin, like it's a very, very high standard now. In fairness, you can see both setups really, really professional. Probably where the inter-county scene was just a couple of years ago. That's why I'm saying about the scope all around the country. It looked to me as if the Kilmacud players all had GPS units there up on the TV. And that's what it certainly yeah, it looked like. Um, so now can you imagine Marco, the likes of Killa and Gary Spillane all having their GPS units and all <laughs> kind of explained back to them. And some fellas like Donnie kind of looking at them kind of saying, what? Like, it, 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 is, it, it, it is a shift in, in, in preparation. And I even see Johnny Cooper um, involved with the FINA with an iPad, Dale, and again, looked like to be doing the stats for them. And we were yeah. kind of nearly saying at home that maybe with five or seven minutes to go, if they brought on Johnny Cooper, right? Yeah. That he might, have seen, he, he might have seen at home because he knows how to protect those leads. But um, I, I like you have to give credit to both sides. Great game to watch, great entertainment. And look, lucky that RT stumbled upon this one with so much to kind of just be proud of in terms of where Dublin hurling has come, like to be able to deliver that on the big day. Maybe one of the questions you might ask is, should county finals be played under lights? I did see one or two of them getting caught under the lights at one stage, but overall, nothing but positive to say. Just just, just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant game. Yeah, let's guess about the lights. We're coming down the stretch in Innes yesterday, and I think it was a replay anyway, Like, tip, but... People were speculating, of course, they're seeing these extra times in places and uh, saying, how are we going to see a shtim here? Because <laughs> the sun had gone down, the blazing sun. Um, yeah. You know, and it's gas. look at huge credit to Crokes. And I know that have bigger ambitions. And as you say, Des Earls, who would have worked with me, TJ with Crokes, he's still the main man. Obviously, they, they saw the quality in Des as the physical trainer and, and kept Des there. And I'm delighted for him. And Kieran Dowling and all. Homegrown management. It's great to see as well. Great to see it, yeah. And the contrast... Here being that Bellier have to go to the local in Bellier. There's one pub in Bellier, the local. The Crokes boys have some choice, like between, <laughs> between Still Organ and Down to the Goat. And was, yeah, the, the, Charlie Jock could definitely get a, a twist off him at some stage. Yeah, so, yeah. But again, yeah. the, the, psycho the psychology of sport, again, they like, imagine the Crokes, they were beaten. They just, for some, how managed to get a draw. And yet the game goes to extra time and a few minutes later, they're just dominant all over the pitch. It's mad. Mm -hmm. 
But as Mark said, I suppose huge credit to Crokes and Hayes hit six points in that time as well. Unreal, he had taken over the match. But I suppose if you are nine up with a short time to go, you that last huddle before extra time must have been yeah. a hard place to be. I was watching it on the TV as well, and you could see Liam Rush trying to bring his, and he's only new to them. So it's probably Besides. harder to talk when you're only after joining a club. But you could see yeah. Rushy trying to say, it's not gone, we're still there, but very, very difficult to rise it up again, Denmark. Well, the, the only, the, I had one experience of it was 2001 in the intermediate final, Kille versus Mallow. We were six points up with four minutes to go. And Mallow got a goal and three points. And they actually got the last puck of the game and it went over the top of the upright. And I must say, I thought it was nearly over. It was wave wide. The game finished a draw, but I, I can tell you right here and now, if we were if the, if the draw if the game went to extra time, we were as flat as pancakes. We were gone like there was nothing left in the tank. And I think that county final was played a week later. Now we trained the following day on the Monday, and of course we held that the Manor Leds went to the golf club because they had arranged there with uh, their Monday around the golf club. And I must say, that revved around killer for the five or six days for the replay. And we, we, we got over the line in a very good performance in the replay a week later. But I certainly know we, like, to, to lose that type of a lead in a 50-50 game, I think it does suck the energy. And TJ has mentioned this about the psychology of players. This is where it counts. Like, you know, this is where you need real leaders to step up. But mm. sometimes when a whole team falls flat like that, it just can't. No matter who's there, they just can't lift themselves. Like you know, but it's um, it's a it's it's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be when you have your like. There's no doubt, fellas are thinking their hand is on the cup. Like we're going to do it. Nine mm-hmm. points up with a sharp period of time left, and that's what happens. If the fellas stumble, they stumble and they leave it to the next one. Leave it to the next one instead of saying, "Lads, keep the foot on the gas." Whatever happens, don't take your foot off it. And it might be a block. It might be just to. Maybe give away a free sometimes just to take a bit of pressure off. But there's no doubt you can sense it on the sideline and you can sense it on the stand when the game starts to go away from you and you can't stem the tide. It's a hard, hard place to be for anything. Yeah, I'm just wondering with the last of dressing rooms and getting in there and kind of getting that little bit more composure as well. I think if you were in that position, you'd like to get him in there and kind of sit down and calm things down and maybe just trying to go through some bit of a restructure and... Or maybe stay in the dressing room a bit longer or whatever, you know. I think it kind of yeah. it reminds me there of a, a good couple of years ago when we were playing and we were under the cash that was either a quarter final or a semi-final, it was half time. And I think um the speech happened very quick in a minute. It was one of the fellas just went to rush. And I, I, I don't know who it was, it was either Dorian or Frankie or whatever it kind of said, settle down, let's settle down. The longer we stay here, the longer we'll be in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit like that's a bit like the parade story, TJ. Yeah, it is, it is. No, we'll yeah, get two more off you on the parade. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, you're right. And do you know if there was enough camp heads now? I don't know if I've seen one as dramatic as probably nine ahead, you know. Yeah. Um, but like you're in the very same position as you are before the match started. If someone could get that and you said the dressing room maybe was the place to be then, you know, that, that you could really circle the wagons in there and say, look. Nothing won, nothing lost. We go again for twenty minutes, and you know. But I think I think Crokes at that stage could really smell blood. And uh, it is, I suppose, from their point of view, Nafina would have taken the hand off you. Then I suppose when the final whistle blew, that there'd be a replay. 
Whereas yeah, I'd say yeah. Yeah, Turles, Turles were well delighted that that went to a replay yesterday. Oh, so it was a lot more at the definitely. death like. The momentum had totally switched towards Lockmore. If that if that game went down for another two or three minutes, I think Lockmore would have won by a couple of points. Like, you know, even though I know yeah. Turles got, they were a point up and Turles got two to go a point up. But Lockmore was certainly the, the team on the ascendancy at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. No, and well done. Well done to the Crocs. Um, I'm delighted for them. I, like obviously no one off that them very well. I'm delighted, delighted for them. They're going for the double next week. I think Brian Sheehy is the only um and we had his his granddad, Christy Killeen's book launch on Thursday night, great clear man. And Brian is affectionately he was full back, TJ he was the guy you were inquiring about. He's he's the only dual player uh okay. involved. So um and like in Crokes, it is a massive club, as you, you can mention massive like Crokes, Kula, Borden, they're huge, huge clubs. And hurling is probably still the but massive hurling people in in the club, you know, and uh, delighted for them because so much hard work going on there, and um, it'll mean so much to guys like Peter Walsh, you know, chairman there, the hurling side of it. Um, fantastic fella would would do anything for for Crokes hurling, and and they'll be all they'll be all on the side of the footballers now hugely for for next weekend. So well done there to um, South Dublin and wherever establishments they adjourned to today. Uh, Mark, quite enough weekend uh, in Cork, but a lot of football and fierce drama. But come here, yeah. your neighbours, the father O'Neill's, without Ger Mellerick as well as Decky Dalton. And you were right yeah. on the Decky Dalton thing, fair play. <laughs> and wasn't even wish, known around Cork, I believe, when we had a drive was, here last the, week. There was so, so a win was, for him, like. That's an unbelievable. I, but I, I mentioned last week, Anthony, I think, that the fact that they had a week to digest the injury to their main person put the pressure back on all the other players then to pick up their, do their little bit now for the club. Because Decky has been brilliant for Father O'Neill for a long, long time now. He's been brilliant, in fairness from now. He's carried a can. He's won more games than anybody else now, I'd have to say. And... Uh, Oh, and I, I was talking America, to actually look, yeah. But look at look just at, like look when we were doing our shows back along in the middle of the All Ireland, we were saying how much of a loss Melrick was like to Cork. Oh, yeah. ferocious for God's sake, yeah, ferocious, like you know. But I, I tell you this much, he he, and it's a bit surprising now because the word on John Melrick that he would have been he would have been available, but they must he must have had a setback, Anthony, because um, like a couple of weeks ago, John Melrick was available to play, like so. Um, you know, and Liam O'Driscoll was also out for yeah. Fabrinians over the weekend. So they're three players of that, that, but like Melrick and Decky are are extremely important to the team. But I think Bright Rovers will be very disappointed because they probably would have seen an opportunity when Dalton was out that they'd get to a county final. But um, you know, um, I I'd say to be fair, like that county final is going to be on next Sunday now. And it's a big ask, I suppose. Can Turk are in the final as well? Uh, and a great trial of them to get back to a county final. And Anthony Nash, I suppose, holding away in um, in Limerick, like, you know. And they're also involved in football as well, Can Turk. So, like, you know, it, it's amazing how the dual clubs, they're able to keep both going. And uh, it's a great tribute to them now, in fairness, as well. But, um, like, it, it's the two senior finals, we said, the senior A and the premier senior finals are on next Sunday. Don't think there's any real confirmation yet. We know it's going to be a minimum of 20 euros, but that's good value if there's 20 euros. I just hope the county board won't go to 25 now or, or more, like, you know, for both county finals. Just leave it at 20 quid 
as Michael Dyden did above. If you price it right, you will get people. And I just hope they'll also, I think they're going to, you know, uh, the, the we say the frontline workers, I think that's going to happen as well. But I just love, would you ever just go, if it's going to happen, announce it, right? And, you know, get get some media out around that as well. Because people need to know in advance. Give them a week's notice. No point in sending this on Friday that there's going to be, you know, 2,000 free tickets for frontline workers. Let them know on Monday as soon as possible. Get people, get them organised, get them there. Now, the one thing that people are probably small bit given out about is that the, the first match is 1 o'clock. And the county junior final is on on Saturday and it's 1 o'clock as well. Like if you're trying to promote the game, I think a 1 o'clock fine county final on a Saturday isn't great timing in my view now, like, you know, because a good amount of people do work on a Saturday, like, you know. Um, and even on Sunday, with with the lights in Parky Cueve, there's no reason why that game couldn't be two o'clock and four o'clock. You know, like if you're going to the first final, you nearly have to be up kind of, you'll be, you'll be you nearly have to spuds eight at 12 o'clock in the morning to be at the match around for one o'clock. So I, I just think, look, it is what it is, but you know, I think we could make it easier for the punter paying in on from a time point of view. But look, we are there now and uh, it's it's great. And just talking about the excitement, just to digress a little bit. You probably saw about Castlehaven in the bells over the weekend. It went to extra time. So draw, extra time and penalties. And John Kung's son, John, uh, was had the last penalty, the goalkeeper, and nailed it. But they played each other as well last year. A draw, extra time and penalties. And Castlehaven won that. So after two matches, two extra times, and you know, have you're still levels on board of them, like you know, so it's it's yeah. fantastic, but it, but it's great as well. You know, it's just a great promotion of the sport as well, with holding our football and just that the club game, lads, and we've we're all delighted that the club game is getting its pride of place now. That's the important thing. Because without club players, you won't have inter county players. And that's the big thing with the split season. You need to promote the club as best you can. And having your inter-county players, having them available to train in the club championship is just super for the club player. NGA TV, man. I'd be all for it, TJ. I'd be all for it. Um, did a shout out to Caroline who won the junior championship in Limerick as well over the weekend. And uh, good win for them. They're back up to intermediate. And I was going to say, is there a better day around the country the Monday after winning a county title day. It's just special <laughs> in, 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 in parishes and clubs and pubs. It's just a different day, isn't it? The Sunday night can often just be a bit manic and then, and, and, and then the Monday's magic. But huge, huge, I think, potential in the club game. I agree with Mark there. I said it already. I think that this could go higher and higher. When I see the Kilmacuds with GPS units and all that, just the potential and scope for all the clubs now they will be trying to push the board out, but just massive. And that passion, man. I was going to say, if anybody wants to know what it's like, if you want to look on social media, Dan Skelton over the weekend, right? Roaring his brother home, winning the, the Great Wood Hurl, Harry, right? That's what it means. Like when you're involved in the sideline or involved in a club and you're trying to get him over the line. He was the trainer as well, Dottie Jen. No, Dan was the trainer. Harry, yeah. Harry was the, Harry's his brother, the rider. His brother. It was in Dan's interest for him to be, to be booting him home too, like. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, but was that was that Nubian in Ebra or West Cork? Something, something, something of That was that was West Cork. But the point I'm trying to make here, Dello, is when you've invested, he was a trainer. He, when you've invested interest in a team or a club, right? Or let's say you have a sibling playing or a family member playing, right? And you're trying to get a team or a horse over the line, right? And literally, 
you, you just want to win nearly more than you can breathe and your heart just pumping through your chest, right? It's just unbelievable to get over the line. It's just that feeling. Yes. And you just have to feel sorry for the teams who just have come so close and they didn't so get there. It's yeah. incredible. So like, it's yeah, so yeah, close. Yeah. Unbelievable. And Mark, how are you calling? How are you calling the little All-Ireland? The little All-Ireland? It will be a very big All-Ireland, I can tell you, by the time next Sunday comes around. So as we rightly said, the last uh, the Glen will start as favourites, and they're, they're hot favourites, but I think for most of the neutrals on the ground, they see it as being a 50-50 game, Anthony. Um, there's no doubt there's class players on both sides. Uh, men made a point to me this morning. Every kid, you know, and he said, he said, you were dead right on the, pod, or on the live streaming that the county board should be going out to the national schools board in Middleton and the north side of the city around the Glen and give him, you know, a free ticket to get in and to advertise it because, you know, the likes of Patrick Hogg and Conor Lehan, the Rob Downies, right, these players on view, but particularly Hoggy. Um, like we mightn't see these likes again. It's like the Kellys, the TJ Reeds. So th- these young lads need to see their, their heroes and see the best players in the game because... You know, as Ring always said, probably the better players are still to come and, and will come. But you need to start off someplace and promoting the game and bringing lads to matches is the most important thing. So, um, I, I look, it's been a, it's been an up and down year in terms of uh, results in Cork, I would say. You look back at the semi-final, the two hot favourites were done in the semi-final. Go back yeah. to the quarter-final, Immaculee were hot favourites against the Glen, they did them. The Glen have got over the line by a pint, a pint and two pints in the last three matches. Um, like if Middleton, you know, they, so they've shown great resolve to get over the line. If Middleton can hold Huggy, that'll be their first job. So deny him the ball going in number one. And when he gets at number two, if you know, if Huggy ends up scoring four points from play, he'll probably get six or seven or eight from freeze. That's 12, you know. They'll probably get 116, 117 over the course of the match. I think Middleton will fancy their chances because if it's a high-scoring game, I think Middleton will possibly have more forward than 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 the Glen. But if it comes down to a battle, there's no better team than the Glen to eke out victory in the you're battle. You're fucking going on there and on, on. you're sitting on defence. Will you just call the match as well? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> If this is you know, you're giving me no hope for next Monday morning, like, just, do you know what I mean? Just, just call it. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the underdogs. I must say, so I'll be going with Middleton in this one. Okay. Yeah, you're probably. Obviously, Sean O'Leary here is taking up Hoggy, will you? There is a strong view that Middleton will pick their 15 and play their 15. So Sean O'Leary here said, "Wing back to Leicester." No, okay. personally, I be, I will be putting. Sean and Larry Hayes on Huggy because I think if Huggy if Huggy gets enough ball he can rattle in two or three goals and they, they were like the Glen were brilliant in the county final last year against Blackrock and they have the sim, a similar team you know so it might be disingenuous on one hand to say that they mightn't score more than 117 but they were brilliant in the final they cut loose like Simon Kennedy cut loose last year in the county final so they have that ability to do it but just that the results this year have shown the kind of the, the scoring, I suppose, the scoring hasn't been particularly high, Anthony. Um, mm. But like, yeah, I would be putting Sean O'Leary here as probably on him or Luke Deneen. It's one or the other. Luke Deneen has played fullback nearly most of the games this year. But Patrick Hogan is a different animal. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. But like Tommy O'Connell at centre back. So one of the ways to cut out maybe that ball going into him, they might leave Tommy O'Connell sit back and maybe mark the D. And he he was very very good for them 
in the semi-final and he supplies great ball into the forwards. And like obviously, you know, you look at your three the three lads up front. Um, you know, Buzang has been outstanding, got one four again in the semi-final, four points in the quarter final. And then you have Luke Fowl, who's been really, really good. But the Glen have very good backs. The two Downey brothers have been outstanding along with Brian Moylan in the half back line. And then you have Stephen McDonald full back. So Anthony, it is it, it's going to be a real, real uh, cliffhanger, I would say. And it wouldn't surprise me if that game could go to a draw either. So we we'll just have to wait and see. Is that is that on TV either Adele, was it? Final? I don't think so. I think. I think the word is that the Irish Examiner have actually um got the live streaming rights of it, TJ from what I can gather. Okay. Uh, I think both RT and TJ Cahar may have been looking for it, but there's a really good relationship has been struck up between the examiner and the county board. And um I think it's two, football, the, yeah, two football games on TG4, I think next week I saw there of the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, we'll so you'll be on duty, Matt. I well, I haven't got the call from the gaffer yet, but you know, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be hoping that we'll be there in the shot, you know. And uh, after the county board tried to take the free pass for all Ireland winners off us, they reneged it, they overturned that there again. So I won't have to pay, hopefully, get in either, either way, but I wouldn't, I, mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, when everybody down there in Cork, you know, the Mac tips Middleton, just so anyway, the Glen is aware, yeah? I go Middleton as well, teacher. <laughs> well, I go for the Glen, so how are you all there? Yeah, the Clare County Board took my 15 quid off me yesterday, anyway, I have to say. I didn't get any pass in the post, so... Are you serious? Maybe. And you won two of them? Yeah. yeah. Two of them, yeah. Get, get me into the football final as well, don't <laughs> No, in in fairness, it's a brilliant gesture from the Cork County Board. Is that any All Ireland winner has a free pass for life, and it's a, it's, yeah, I used to get them. I used to get them definitely posted out at one stage, but I think but we have a we have a pass. Okay, well, we have a pass for life. Now you just go up to the gate and uh, you're allowed into any club match in the county, which I think is a fantastic gesture from the county board. Um, for look, it's it's and like most of the people, ninety percent of the lads. The Dale that would have played with you and you, TJ, or, or yourself, they're, they're, they're contributing something back to the club or the inter-county team. And there's 90% of the lads are doing something. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a small gesture, but it, go, it does go a long way over a 20 or 30 year period. Like. Yeah, I think I think it was passed and clear, all right, but you have to send in a passport picture and things like that, and I decided to yep. know that for the sake for the sake of the In case they didn't know you or something else. They mightn't recognise you, is it? I went back to my youth. I went back to my youth the weekend on Saturday night. I went to a 21st. How did that go, teacher? It went very well. I was going to say, I feel sorry for you, publicans. In trying to manage uh, the, 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 those type of things going forward, but uh, two of our brighter stars in guys' land, young Dylan O'Shea, who's my wife Louise's oh. nephew, I, and then Ronnie Tobin, uh, two of them were twenty-one. So good, good party. But uh, yeah, some interesting viewing. Yeah, but so yeah, um, my, my, my wife was trying to tell me that I'm probably over age for twenty-four. But I'm, I'm saying that. never over age. No, no. <laughs> They're hard enough nights. They're good nights when they're when they're all over yeah. and nothing has gone wrong. But uh, two good lads, Dylan and Riney, I know the two of them from the academy. Yeah. Great lads, great talent. So two that you'll be looking to lead you to senior glory 100%. in time. Hundred uh, percent. Great stuff, so lads. Uh, we have that massive little All Ireland to look forward <laughs> to next weekend. The Wi-Fi has improved. Yeah, uh, it was a laptop ran out of juice. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, to, thanks again to the listeners for those donations. You had to get Dale over We could hear yeah. it loud and clear today. Fair play, fair play. And we have that massive uh, Galway semi final as well to look forward to. 
Um, you said Sunday, TJ, did you? Rather than it's Saturday. more likely going to be on Sunday. I, I think it's going to be fixed today officially, but the likelihood is it'll be on Sunday at the Rye, which will be the usual, which will be great. Great stuff, lads. Okay, okay. Okay. Top class. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It wants to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. 